Welcome to Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from Commando.com with a K. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O. The gang's all here, Kim, Allie, Ben. I'm Mike, and today the deep dive is about text versus apps. We're kind of going to talk about how you communicate with your text apps, if you do, the privacy, security behind it. And we've got our scam of the week coming up as well. As always, we start with the news, and here's Kim. I actually have two stories today, Mike. Is that okay? That's fine. All right. So first of all. You're the boss. You sign the checks. Everything's okay. (laughs) You can do three. Oh, you know what? I here I just thought you loved me for me, just being me. Um, I'm sure we've all seen the news about the pipeline on the East Coast, right? I mean, going up and down. I mean, until last week, you probably never even heard of the 5,500-mile colonial pipeline. Now, it supplies gasoline to cities and towns. I'll just name the states. Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, North and South Carolina, Maryland, Delaware, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey, all from refineries in Houston. Did you notice how I just said New Jersey? New Jersey. (laughs) You say New Jersey. (laughs) Jersey. That's because I'm from New Jersey. Um, But what was really interesting to me about all this, it was a typical ransomware attack that usually begins, you know, when someone opens an email unleashing a virus onto the network. So, yes, we're going to be blaming the hackers. But it's really a reminder of the importance of just having some basic security, running the most up-to-date version of all your software. Of course, Apple makes updating your iPhone just painless. Windows, hmm. How many issues have we had so far this year, Ben? How many? For this week, even? (laughs) Yes. So, well, you know, it's Patch Tuesday this week. So we're still waiting to see what kind of problems (laughs) are coming from that. We'll see if your printer works. Okay. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, some of these big corporations, they're running complex, potentially dangerous. Think about this. But it's a lot harder if you're a big company, right? I mean, you have complex computer systems, older versions of Windows. Maybe your software that's running everything is just tried and true and it does work. It was reliable, but upgrading it, oh, it's just going to be a nightmare. And then the older code, that's also a security risk. But it brings up an even bigger issue. If the hackers can get into the pipeline, what if they get into the power grid, right? I mean, what? imagine just everything that would just go down in an instant. It would be worse than any type of natural disaster. And another thing, that's one more thing about this interesting to me is that one of the facets of this that you may not have thought of is that if a nation state attacks us, they... The Twin Towers, it starts a war. Mm-hmm. What if a nation-state attack happens in Cyberland? Is it still enough to create a war? Okay, switching gears, let's talk about Alexa. We all love Alexa, the Amazon Echoes, right? And do you know the year that Jeff Bezos first said, I want to have a speaker that's voice-activated? Anyone? What year do you think that was? 2005. What do you think, Ben? Mm, 2010. Oh, you won. <gasps> nice. All right. I would, and, and Mike, I'm sorry. I didn't even get No, I shit. would have said, I was thinking you were about gonna 2003. Say no, oh. I was thinking oh. 2003. Oh. I was going to thought you were going to say, <laughs> oh, yeah, I was totally with Ben. 2010, <laughs> that was it. He said he wanted a $20 product that would be voice activated and with all this processing power that would be in the cloud using AWS, Amazon Web Services, of course. And then it became a huge hit. Of, we all know Alexa can answer questions, order a pizza, get you an Uber. And they also have some new skills. I haven't tried this yet with my Echo. I have to get it out of the garage first because it's sitting on a shelf there. But there's a game called Escape the Garage. 
You have to correctly answer questions that Alexa asks while figuring out a way to escape. But who really is Alexa? Who is this person? Well, as it turns out, Alexa's real name is Nina. Well, at least that's what Brad Stone says because he wrote this whole book about Amazon. He said he hunted her down in Colorado. It's a voiceover artist by the name of Nina Roll. Now, Roll and Amazon, they don't say yes or no. But if you go over to Nina's website and you start listening to her, you know, Nina has kind of this soothing tone. Like, she's not going to hurt you. <laughs> so does Alexa. She's got this soothing tone, right? She just wants to help you. So we decided to just play some samples and see if you can tell who is Alexa. First, let's hear from Alexa. The best mother in the world is Kim Commando, who, like Mary Poppins, is practically perfect in every way. Of course. <laughs> now, let's listen to Nina. There's a couple of different versions. So this is one of Nina doing a commercial and see if you can hear the likeness. So Virtuo Next, I get the best cup of what coffee is yeah. meant to be. One yeah. taste yeah, and you'll sure. discover Nespresso.com. What do you guys think? Yeah. yeah. That's, I didn't think the commercial sounded like Alexa. Here's another quick ad. Xboxes, only $3.99 at Best Buy. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now I can hear it really when she does like, this is a narration part. So uh, this is where I think there's a little bit different delivery. Listen. So what is excess activity? Excess activity yeah. is certain transfers and withdrawals from your savings that or money market. Like yeah. 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 That sounds like Alexa. Over the limit of six transactions. Yeah. Not as much as that last one, but yeah. Yeah, that second one was oh, okay. right on for me. Well, Jeremy had brought up a good point. I, I li- had Jeremy listen. Jeremy is our, tech- our IT genius. Yes, yes. and uh, he listened to these yesterday, and he says the voice is the same, but they EQ'd it a lot, a lot in the mid-range. So, And then they put some reverb on it or something, so it sounds a little bit different. Yeah, it does. It does, but it's still that same soothing, happy tone. I wonder why they never asked me to be Alexa. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I mean, they knew you were too busy. That's probably it. You know, Barry asked me the other day how to turn this damn thing off, the Amazon <laughs> Echo Show, because I do have an Echo Show in the kitchen, because this way I can talk to my mother on her Echo Show. So he's, he says, you know, how do you turn this off? I know it's listening. And I looked at him and I said, you know, just walk around naked. <laughs> he didn't Aww. laugh. Uh, okay. Who's next? That's me. Go ahead, Ben. So we're going we're gonna to stay on the Amazon subject. You know, fake reviews have always been a problem there. But this past week, cybersecurity researchers from this firm, Safety Detectives, came across an exposed database, millions of records. I'm talking a whole lot of messages between sellers and customers who are apparently working on this whole fake review scheme. Uh-oh. Here's how it works according to this report. Pick a vendor reaches out to a reviewer. We want five-star ratings on these specific products. So-called reviewers buy whatever it is, and then they leave a glowing review. If the seller is happy, they refund the money as a thank you, and then they pay it through PayPal so they don't raise any suspicion through Amazon. Oh. Yeah, and so this quote-unquote reviewer gets paid, those products move up in the rankings, and it's a win-win for both sides, except, you know. Us. Yeah. Well, apparently 75,000 people were posting these kinds of reviews, and that's just what was in this single database. Now, what's interesting is some of the sellers that were caught up in these allegations uh, have been removed, or at least temporarily, from Amazon. And you might recognize names like Aki, that's A-U-K-E-Y, and Impow. 
uh, pretty big names, particularly Aki, they sell affordable and, well, seemingly reliable chargers, docks, and earbuds. Just in my office down the hall, I have one of their charging pads. Now, oh, did wow. you buy it because you read the reviews? Well, maybe it deserved a glowing review anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, the stuff is just gone, at least at the time of recording this, I assume while Amazon investigates. So who knows if they'll be back. And like I said, fake reviews long since a problem, and there are a couple of ways to spot them. And it doesn't matter if it's on Amazon, eBay, whatever else. You know, the suspiciously glowing reviews, you know, not sure how long, how I've lived my entire life without this, whatever it is. <laughs> this great power charger. Yes. <laughs> or how about, you know, I, I noticed one when I was looking for a light, a selfie light. And there were like a string of reviews on the same day. And they said things like great light, wonderful product, good company. It was just like little words. And that was like, like, oh my gosh, totally fake reviews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you can spot those things on your own. And then there are also options like fake spot, which is that you can add to Chrome. And it's an extension that basically has algorithms that can identify what it believes are not legitimate reviews. So, and that's the thing. And the funny story too. And I'd already decided I was going to work on this story for the podcast. I had ordered a random desk charging dock for my home office and from a different company, not one that was mentioned, but in the box that came yesterday was this card that looks like an Amazon gift card. And it says, I'm a lucky buyer. And we select customers at random to share experiences. If you're satisfied, please leave a positive review and we'll refund you $20. Wow, huh. you're wow. kidding. That just came in yesterday. Okay, how much was the desk charger? Like $22. Huh. So you're going to leave the review? Well, only if I like it. $20 I haven't even taken is 20 bucks. It. I haven't even plugged it in yet. So. I got one of those with a water bottle recently. It was like 15 bucks, and they said, leave a review. We'll give you 10 back. Wow. I never did it. I forgot. That. So what do you think the percentage of fake products is on Amazon? Well, I think they sell a lot of reputable stuff, but if I were to guess just because of all the third-party sellers, I would say it's like easy 70-30 fake. 70% fake? I would I mean based that's on just lot. the number of sellers wow. versus yeah, that's a lot. You know, good sellers on Amazon. What do you think, Allie? I sure hope it's under half. I mean, I look at reviews. Um, I don't know, maybe 30, 30% fake. What do you think, Kim? I'd say 40% fake. Yeah, there's a lot, huh? I, I, there's a lot. Because we just really start looking at the reviews. And I I admit, I look at the reviews. Yeah, sure, I, mean, I do just, too. Just to say, oh, well, you know, this person had a great experience or this person didn't. But you can always kind of, you always see, kind. I think it's easy to spot the fakes. Most of the time, maybe I'm getting When they're it. extreme. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right, Allie, latest Dogecoin. You're going to make me feel bad again for selling Dogecoin, or maybe there's some good news. No, you're going to feel good that you're out of this mess. Okay. Elon Musk, he went and hosted SNL. Did anybody watch it? I did. What did you think? I did. Yeah, I saw the whole thing. Was it sad? It was awkward, <laughs> and it was cringy at points. But, uh, you know, I, I think I was expecting far worse. He was a good sport about it. I think, all told, it wasn't, you know, a huge disaster. Well, everybody thought him going on was going to drive up the price of Dogecoin. That's the cryptocurrency that was really kind of created as a joke. He's been calling himself the Doge father. Every time he talks <laughs> about it, the price of this spikes. Well, it actually dropped about 30% by the time the show was winding down. He called it a hustle. So that certainly did not help. Did he? 
He did. He did a weekend update, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he was pretending to be Mario and, you know, making some bad jokes. Scammers were actually making off with a ton of money. That's because people were going onto YouTube. They were searching Elon Musk SNL, trying to get the live stream of it. And they ended up on live streams that looked like they were hosted by NBC. You can see where this is going. They were yeah. not. Uh, and they had posts in there saying, Elon wants to give Dogecoin. He wants to drive the price up. So send your Dogecoin to this address and we'll double it and send it back to you. Oh, classic. Lots of people believed it. Uh, scammers received about 9.7 million Dogecoin oh, at the time wow. worth about $5 million. So they just transferred it into the wallet so they couldn't get it back. Yes, indeed. You can't get it back once you transfer it. Uh, there, this was also going on on Twitter. Um, scammers found about 20 unused Twitter accounts that were verified, and then they changed the names to have SNL in some way doing the same thing, saying, hey, Elon wants to give you some money. So all these people got tricked out of quite a bit of money. Um, so be careful. No one is going to double your Dogecoin or any <laughs> cryptocurrency. Oh, come on. Yeah. 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 Did we learn nothing from the Twitter takeover <laughs> of 2020? Man, we did not learn anything. Can I, can I tell you, I, Bob in Chicago listened to us on WLS, and he sent me a joke for the show. Because mm -hmm. people are now sending me jokes. <laughs> I love that. Now, this one I can't really use on the show, but I think I can use it on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> And if it's if it's really bad for the podcast, Mike, you can cut it out. But I think it's okay. All right, you ready? Ready. If Elon Musk and Bill Gates made Viagra, what would it be called? I'm not touching that one. Mm -mm. <laughs> what? Elon Gate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Kim. And just ahead, well, if everybody's going to be traveling this summer. Uh, if you want to digitize your travel documents, we've got some great tips for you. Of course, we've got brand new or not true. And we're going to take a deep dive into texting apps. What kind do you use? What kind of apps are out there? You use your phone's original text app. Uh, also, privacy and security when you're texting. All coming up on Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from commando.com. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Welcome back to Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from Commando.com. Brand new, not true, is just ahead. It's one of our favorite parts of the show. And right now, though, if you're going to be doing some traveling this summer and you want to digitize your travel docs, we've got a tip for you. Yeah, this is such a smart idea. We recently had on the radio show some really good travel hacks if you're going to take a trip anytime soon because we're all kind of out of practice with that, right? And one of my favorites was the reminder that, hey, you should take a picture of things like your driver's license, your passport, any other documents you need. And the best way, of course, is to do that with your phone and then store them in the apps you already use. If you're on an iPhone, there's a document scanner built right into the Notes app. It's super easy to use. If you're on an Android phone, your best bet, really, just snap a photo. And then my favorite trick is give it a heart, a favorite, whatever it's called in your photo gallery. And that way you can find it really easily. Because the last thing you want to be doing is searching for this stuff when you can't find it. Now, these are a backup. Um, of course, you should have your physical documents on you. But it is nice to have a digital version. Another nice trick is to save these photos as PDFs. And then you can put them in your Books app. 
You can even save it on your Kindle. So it's a great idea to have it kind of spread around on different devices. Say your phone dies, but your Kindle doesn't. Awesome. You can open that up. We've got all the steps for how to do all these things over on commando.com. Search travel hacks and you'll find steps for this and so many other great travel tips. Excellent tip, Allie. And then probably not only that, but if you have like your insurance docs on your phone, your driver's license somewhere, just in case, I don't know, probably a visa card. If you have like, you know, if you lose that, you got the number right there. That's a good idea. Yeah. Great idea. All right. Don't forget the code on the back. Oh yeah, that's right. You got to have that too. (laughs) It's time now for America's newest national game show sensation where you can play and guess, is it brand new or not true? Every week, literally thousands of new products, sites, and apps and services are announced in the technology world. Some destined for greatness, others not so much. Oftentimes, the product sounds so crazy, outlandish, and just ridiculous, you sit back and think, what were they thinking? Before you know it, tech just created a brand new millionaire. Now, when playing brand new or not true, we present you, the home listener, with three products, sites, or ideas. Now, it's up to you to decide which two of the three are fake and which one is real. An easy way to judge is the one that I think is real is usually (laughs) fake. So that, you know, you got like, uh, you're you're down to a 50% chance after I uh, make my guess. All right, Ben. That's me. All about audio. We're going to start. Plantronics has long made headsets popular for call centers and other office settings. Well, they recently rebranded under a new name, Poly, and released a new line of tech this spring, including a headset with a built-in call screener. The Voyager Focus 4 is a full-size noise-canceling headset that can be connected to a smartphone, computer, or both. It's nowhere near as smart as the Google Assistant call screener released in 2018, but it's similar in that it allows you to schedule or manually enable quiet time so you won't be interrupted. So when someone calls, the AI focus feature will answer and alert the caller that you're busy. They have the option to leave a message or tell the screener it's urgent, which will push the call through. You can also set up favorites that can automatically bypass the focus screener. Uh, You plug it in directly or connect it wirelessly with a battery that lasts up to 12 hours. It debuted in February and costs $419.99. Ooh, pretty expensive. Okay, there's product number one and product number two. So larger Bluetooth speakers are often shaped like carry-on suitcases. Some even have wheels for easier transport. But none actually follow you around like the Polk Audio DJ Go. Just download the app, pair it, and set up the following mode. It's tethered to your phone via Bluetooth and tags along in conjunction with a series of cameras and sensors that can detect people and other obstacles. It works best on flat surfaces, but can get by on some uneven areas, obviously no stairs. Now, along with programmable LED lights that move with the music, there's also an optional microphone port for karaoke mode. (laughs) The rechargeable battery lasts up to six hours and recharges in under 90 minutes. Now, it was actually released last year, but didn't get a lot of attention because, you know, no one was really going anywhere. But now the DJ Go is ready for summer of 2021. Get it on Amazon for $269.99, but right now you can save 15% if you buy it through Polk Audio's website. Okay, product number three. So Bose has been around for a long time making premium audio equipment. Well, in recent years, they've branched out to Bluetooth speakers, earbuds, and even audio sunglasses, and now they're looking to help the hearing impaired. The new Bose sound control hearing aids are designed for adults with mild to moderate hearing loss, with controls that can be adjusted through the Bose Hear app uh, that's available for iOS and Android. You can adjust the volume, the treble, bass, and there are also different listening modes depending on the sound around you. The rechargeable batteries last up to four days, but here's the big thing. The sound control hearing aids are direct to consumer with no appointment needed. They're FDA approved and start shipping later this month. 
Now remember, it's Bose, so these premium hearing aids cost eight forty nine ninety five. Eight forty nine, boy, all expensive products. That's me. All right, so we have the Poly headset call screener for four hundred and I think it was like four nineteen. Correct. Uh, the Polk Audio DJ Go <laughs> karaoke that follows around and even has disco lights. Uh, for two sixty nine and the Bose hearing aids uh, sound control for eight forty nine. Uh, let's start with the Bose. I think that price is too high, and that market is kind of a niche market. So I don't know if a big company like Bose would go after that market. Polk Audio DJ Go Karaoke for two sixty nine. Uh, this doesn't seem very likely. I don't know who would want to walk around. Like, can you imagine going through the airport <laughs> with a karaoke machine, speakers blasting behind you? So no uh, audio. So that leaves me the Poly headset call screener for pretty still expensive, but it's a good idea. You you even mentioned it. Google's got a better system, but I don't know. Maybe somebody just thought that nobody wants to have Google watch and listen to everything they do. So they created something else. (laughs) Go ahead, Allie. You make good points on all these, Mike. Hard to disagree with any of them, but I am going to go with the one I think sounds the most ridiculous. I think Ben's trying to get one over yeah, on us this probably. Week. I'm going to go with the Polk Audio DJ Go is the real product. The Polk Audio DJ Go, the karaoke machine. The karaoke and machine. And if you're right, you might even win a karaoke machine. You could bring it into the office, have oh, it do like the around. disco lights behind you. Everybody could we could put the sing. little alley song what, from the radio show? Well, <laughs> what would you sing though? What, what karaoke song would you want to sing on the little Polk Audio? Oh, man. I'm not a karaoke person. <laughs> ben is a karaoke so she person. Says. I'll become one if I get this Polk audio, if it's real. Okay. Just remember to take the elevator. <laughs> Once I That's create right. it. That's right. That's oh. right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yes, the uh, the Polk audio DJ Go. Man, that'd be cool. And I can just imagine just walking around, seeing it, holding the mic out to people. You know, I spin, it spins. It's just, yeah, we're going to do that. So that leaves us to Plantronics, well, now Poly, or Bose Sound Control. And you know what, Mike? That Plantronics headset, you almost got it. Oh, you fooled us both. Yes. Those can sound control hearing aids. Wow. I actually just announced them in the last uh, week or that so. That is really surprising yeah. to me. Yeah. 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 So, but, and expensive. $849 for that, uh, for the Bose hearing aids. I wonder how that compares, though, to going through, you know, especially if you don't have insurance. Right. I didn't look into the, the finer points yeah. of, yeah, cost. Hmm. Well, they're Bose, so they got to be good. And that is going to do it for this week's edition of Brand New or Not True. Thanks to Ben and Allie. Uh, Up next, we're going to take a look at some of the options uh, for texting versus using your text app on your phone or an app, how we use it, privacy and security, all that, SMS. Uh, Also, the scam of the week, uh, there's a new scam that callers have a new way to scare you. We'll talk about that so you can watch out for it. It's Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from commando.com. Welcome back to Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from Commando.com. Every week we give you the inside scoop of what's going on in tech, so you're the source of tech information for your friends and family. This week we take a deep dive into texting and apps and privacy and security and what we use and don't use. Go ahead. Yeah, so I was thinking about how I message on my phone, and there are lots of different ways, right? You can send regular SMS text messages. If you have an iPhone, you can send iMessages. Maybe you have a messaging app. Uh, I do. 
the one I use for um, group chat with my friends is WhatsApp, which is hugely popular. I was looking at what are the most popular chat apps. So as of January 2021, we're looking at monthly active users here. WhatsApp is by far the biggest. Two billion users. Can you believe that? People all across the world use it. Mostly, would say, like 25 and under. <laughs> you know, I think if you... My use case for it is really because I have friends that are on iPhone and friends that are on Android. Uh We all want to chat together and be able to send photos and videos. And if you just do it through text, they get compressed. And so the photos look bad. You can't really watch the videos. And so for us, it's just an easy way to bring everybody together. Oh, there you go. That's good. Yeah, it's also really good use if, say, you're messaging with someone in a different country. The next biggest, Facebook Messenger. That's 1.3 billion, also huge. The third is WeChat, which is primarily used in China, and that's 1.2 billion. The kicker, though, is Facebook, of course, owns WhatsApp as well. So they've really got the market cornered because they own the two biggest. Now, what about you two? Are you just texting? Do you use messaging apps? What do you do? I pretty much just use the iMessage app on iPhone, you know, that because, you know, we'll, be, we'll have group chats, things like that, and then I can shame all Everyone who, you know, I see a green bubble pop up. Ah, you've got an Android. I knew that would, I knew that would come up. I knew uh, it would. No, but I mean, that's, that's primarily what I use for communication. Now, I'll occasionally use Facebook Messenger, oftentimes for like Marketplace or something. You know, that's how you send a, hey, so-and-so, is this thing I really don't need still available? <laughs> you know. Do you talk to friends and family on there too, or is it really just for? Occasionally, mm-hmm. just, to, you know, if it's convenient, like I'm on a computer right. and, oh, there's this link that I'm going to send to my friend or my mom would like this and I'll just send it through Facebook Messenger just because it's right there and easy. Right. What about you, Mike? I use an app uh, called Chomp for Android and it's just, I don't remember why exactly I got it, but I paid for it. It was cheap, like three bucks or something like that. Yeah. And um, for mostly, also for like group messages for tenants and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. uh, but that's the only thing I don't use WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, any of those. Uh, no way. No thanks. Yeah. So WhatsApp, they have a new privacy policy, um, and basically if you don't agree to it very soon, they're going to start taking away different permissions. So soon you won't be able to access your chat list. A few weeks after that, you won't be able to get calls or notifications. So really you do have to um, say yes to this privacy policy. Some people don't like it. Right after they announced the change back in January, downloads for Signal, which is an encrypted messaging service, went up 4,200 percent. Wow. Because so many people thought, no, I don't want to give Facebook even more information. What was the change? I mean, what did they change? Why, why, why the big change? Um, It basically allows WhatsApp to access the same information that Facebook does. And so it's kind of linking your accounts and connecting everything in a way that people don't necessarily like. Now, WhatsApp is encrypted, but more and more people are moving away from that option and want to go to one like Signal that doesn't have any affiliation with Facebook or you know, another big tech company like that. Do you guys have any experience with Signal? No, I've never used Signal. Have you been? Yeah. I haven't either. Ben, you mentioned um, messaging on your computer. Like you use Facebook if you're just sitting at your computer. Do you get your text messages to your computer? No. No, I have an iPhone, but I use a Windows computer. Uh, so, you know, obviously it'll disconnect there. Yeah. What about you, Mike? Do you do that? No. No. I do, and it is so handy. It's glorious. I had an Android for a while, and it, Almost seamlessly connected to my PC through an app. It was a little buggy, though. Yeah. Man, I bet there's a workaround iPhone to, to Windows. Looked, we should find it I've for looked. You. At, hey, anybody out there who has one, please yeah. email us. I would <laughs> yeah. love to know. Okay. It's the Tech Refresh Podcast with Kim Commando and friends. And one of the things we promise every week is to keep you from getting scammed. 
So every week we talk about a new scam that you need to watch out for. And this week it's about how scam callers have a new way to scare you. Yeah, so you've got these scammers who, you know, for years have called. They'll they'll pretend to be collectors for student loans or they'll pretend to be IRS agents. Pay your back taxes now or we're sending someone to arrest you. Oh, yeah, and they want to be paid in iTunes gift cards or some other ridiculous you know, thing. Well, in the last few days, the FTC issued a warning about scammers who are now calling, pretending to be with your local utility companies, whether it's gas, water, or electricity. Same kind of thing. They call and immediately try to scare you. So, you know, you don't really give a lot of thought uh, what's being said. Um, and that's what they prey on. You know, you're behind on payments, so pay now or we're going to shut off your service. They want you to wire the money or, again, get a gift card or some kind of reloadable card. They might even ask you to pay in crypto. <laughs> Can you imagine yeah. that your power company is taking crypto? Yeah, I mean, come right. on. We're not there yet with the utility companies. But regardless of what they're asking for, just remember it's a scam. Hang up. If they call back, don't answer. Block the number. We've got the details at commando.com, including how to report the scam calls to the FTC. And if you're just not sure, seriously, still hang up. And then call your utility company directly to see if there's a problem. Chances are there's not, but at least you'll have that peace of mind and all of your money. Just ahead, we've got a caller question. We've got a a question from one of our listeners, which we really appreciate. And also, a woman is trading her way up from a single bobby pin to a house. Just made her best deal ever. It's Tech Refresh with Kim Commando and friends from Commando.com. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. Hey, thanks for listening to the Tech Refresh podcast heard exclusively on the Kim Commando Explains podcast from commando.com. If you haven't already, make sure you click the subscribe button so you get this podcast delivered automatically every Friday with the Kim Commando Explains podcast. And also gets you the special feature that's released every Tuesday this week about photos. Ben Alley, Kim, talk about photos, duplicates, how to back them up. Just everything you've ever wanted to know about photos, it's on this podcast. To find it, just go to either commando.com slash podcast or on your podcast player. Look up Commando with a K, K K-O-M-A-N-D-O, and you'll see that podcast, Kim Commando Explains, the Daily Tech Update, and then we have the Tech Refresh podcast as well. All right, so we have a listener question. We do. This is a two-way street. If you ever have a question or a comment, you want to tell us we were wrong or right, or you guessed brand new or not true correctly, you can email us. It's podcasts with an S, podcasts at commando.com. Me and Ben get that. Kim gets it too, so be nice. Uh, Today, we have an email from Mike. He listened to our episode from May 5th about uh, streaming options that we talked about in the deep dive. If you missed it, go back and listen when you're done with this one. Yeah, so it's the streaming uh, gadgets. And Mike, a uh, person who emailed us, usually a Roku guy, but he, he recently made the switch to try out the new Chromecast with Google TV that we talked about. Well, he's not too happy with it for a few reasons. One, because this new one has to be plugged into a wall. And he's right. The new Chromecast is also a standalone streaming device, unlike the previous one. 
that means it pulls more power than the previous models. And, you know, trying to plug it into the extra USB port on your TV just doesn't cut it. Uh, you know, Mike also mentioned that because it's plugged in, it's powered on at all times, even when the TV's off and could be streaming all the time. Now, I understand that this you, this Chromecast is like similar devices, as in it stays on standby for updates, firmware, apps, things like that. But mine that I know of has never stayed active. You know, I fire up my projector and receiver with the Harmony remote, and I still have to use the Chromecast remote to wake it. So I've never seen it just stay on nonstop. Now, the other thing Mike says uh, is makes Google TV a deal breaker is that you can't switch between YouTube TV user profiles, even though you can on Roku. Now, that's surprising to me. Since YouTube is Google product too, you would think they would want the Chromecast to be the premier streaming gadget for this service. I don't subscribe to YouTube TV, but I did a little digging, and yeah, it seems you have to completely sign out of the Google account on the Chromecast <laughs> and log in with a different account to access other things, even a different YouTube TV profile. That is a little silly, isn't it? Surprising, but they'll probably fix it pretty pretty quick, right? Well, after they listen to this. Well, be like Mike. Email us if you have a question or you want to give us your take on something. Again, it's podcasts with an S at commando.com. So funny that that comes up today. I just ordered my Chromecast this Did morning, you? the $50 one that Ben was talking <laughs> about. So I guess we'll have uh, further on that down the line. Yeah. Uh, all right. A woman who is trading. I saw this uh, yep. yesterday, actually. She's trading up from a single bobby pin to a house. Just made her best deal ever. Yes, this is such a fun story. So during quarantine, a woman named Demi, she was bored watching a YouTube video and she saw a TED talk and it was about a guy who had a red paperclip and he traded all the way up to a house. And she decided, cool, I'm going to be the second person to do this. She made two rules for herself. She wouldn't accept any money and she wouldn't trade with people she knew. So she made her first few trades in person around San Francisco. She would post on Facebook Marketplace and other places. She had so many replies um, and rejections, really, about this bobby pin. But she was up front and said, this is my mission. This is what I'm doing. And she found a woman in Atlanta who was willing to trade her a pair of earrings. She got them for her birthday, didn't like them, and so she was just going to throw them away anyway. So she started out with her earrings. They were worth 10 bucks. She traded those in for a set of margarita glasses. That went to a vacuum. Then an old snowboard. At this point, she's up to $95 in value. From there, she goes to an Apple TV. Let's fast forward a little. She's got her hands on a $400 MacBook. Trades that up for a $550 camera and lens set. Okay, let's go up again. She gets to the $1,800 mark with a Peloton, which she trades for a $4,500 Mustang. All right, fast forward to now. She's got herself a little cabin worth uh, around $9,500. Her most recent trade, three tractors. For a Chipotle celebrity card. Have you two heard of this? No. No. Well, if you get one of these cards, they're usually reserved for celebrities, you get a free year of Chipotle. You can go every single day, get free Chipotle. Now, this one is a little, oh, maybe a publicity stunt on Chipotle's part, but I bet she's going to get a pretty penny of value for this one and and get herself to the next level. That's awesome. Wow. Excellent. Yeah. Now, Chipotle celebrity card. Maybe we can get one of those for Kim. And she'd let us Oh, and then we can it. all use it. <laughs> they put your name on it, though. I think I'm the only one who could maybe pretend. Well, I'm a guy named Kim. What are you talking about? Thanks for listening to the Tech Refresh podcast, heard exclusively on the Kim Commando Explains podcast from Commando.com. If you haven't already, make sure you click that subscribe button so you get this podcast delivered automatically every Friday with the Kim Commando Explains podcast. 
If you'd like to comment about the podcast, good or bad, mostly good, send us an email to podcasts at commander.com. Again, that's podcasts at commander.com. On behalf of Kim, Ben, and Allie, I'm Mike. We'll see you next time. And for the latest digital news and articles anytime, go to commando.com with a K. That's K-O-M-A-N-D-O. 